Welcome to It's Time. This is Senior Pastor Ron Falsett with Valley of the Sun Church. And today's message is, look what he has done for you. Throughout your life in America, uh, whether you've been in a church, museum, or swap meet, somewhere you have seen a picture of the Last Supper. And this was a feast or meal that Jesus and his disciples were celebrating for Passover, which the Jews still to this day celebrate. Now, if you follow me in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, 1 through 12, uh, it says, one, Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. So Jesus, excuse me. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done for you? Once again, the message is, look what I have done for you. Now, remember in verse one that the Last Supper was before the Passover festival, a feast that God himself told the Israelites to have once a year to remember the protection that God gave them when the death angel was sent to kill every firstborn male in Egypt because of the blood of a lamb that was applied to their doorposts. Now, a lot of people in the church don't follow or study Jewish feasts, which there's a number of them, saying that they're not Jewish and that they live in a new covenant season. Well, they're not Jewish feasts. They're the Lord's feasts, and the Bible makes that very clear. He gave them to the Jewish people because he wanted to start a nation of kings and priests to commune between him and fallen man. That was the original plan of Abraham, and that's why God started this whole thing. When Jesus showed up and his own received him not, he turned to the Gentiles, which are you and I. The paintings that portray Jesus and the disciples at their last meal together don't really give a true picture of what it was like in those days. For example, the seating and table wasn't what is normally pictured. Back then, the table was about eight to 10 inches high and people sat on mats sitting in a reclining position. The Bible speaks of John lying in the bosom of Jesus, which wasn't uncommon because they were literally lying on the floor. So all John had to do was look up in Jesus' eyes. It was a very comfortable and relaxed seating arrangement. Now, these paintings also show six disciples on the left and six on the right of Jesus and John, the youngest, sitting next to him. But if you go back to, to uh, back a chapter in, in John 12, the disciples are arguing about who is going to sit on the left and on the right of Jesus. It's with these 12 that God's going to establish the church and they're fighting on who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. In less than 24 hours, Jesus is going to be crucified and laid in a tomb. And here they are jockeying for position to see who's going to sit on the pulpit and be close to the pastor. Mm, just like church folk. Jesus seeing this merry-go-round has got to do something, but what he does is totally out of character as a head of this feast. See, at the Passover table, the host, the head of the house, the father, the person that is in a position of honor and authority should never have to get up because if he does, 
Everybody in the room knows something is drastically wrong and it must be corrected. So Jesus gets up from supper, the dining room table, the Passover meal where the host should never have to get up from a place of being exalted. He goes through the ordeal of washing their feet and sits down and says, do you understand what I have done for you? Now, the disciples are really confused. He's the one with the authority. He stepped out of the norm doing the unheard of in their culture by standing up to go over and wash their feet, then ask a question that makes no sense to them. Jesus was saying to them that you don't get it right now, but there's a day coming that you will. They didn't understand that this wasn't the first time that he got up from a place of honor. Because in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So before the word became flesh, Jesus Christ, the word was seated at a place of exaltation. He was there in the beginning and he was there when the beginning began because before the beginning began, he had already begun and he'll be there when the beginning is over. He was seated at the right hand of God. In verse three, Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God. This was a round trip because he was already there and came back, excuse me, came here to get back to there. Think about it. Part of the Godhead would get up from a place of exaltation and comes down to planet Earth. And Jesus asked, do you know what I have done for you? So he rises from supper and laid aside his garments. Just as he did in heaven, he rises up from his position of glory and laid aside his glorified self. He took off his outer clothing and then he wrapped himself in a towel. Well, that's kind of odd. Well, he couldn't come down just as a spirit because if he were to come to earth in his glorified body, the brilliance of it would have destroyed everything that wasn't holy. So he wrapped himself in a towel just like he wrapped himself in the womb of Mary because it was already prophesied that the word became flesh. Christ the spirit was inside Jesus the body. Jesus was 100% man and Christ was 100% God. You so Think about it. With sin... Are we so entrenched in that the creator of the universe will have to leave a place of exaltation to come and put on a cleaning towel, an old fleshy body that's in a fallen state? Mm, think about it. The towel or flesh of a human that Jesus adorned was 100% man because the egg came from Mary. But what got on the inside of it to make it come to life was 100% God. And the Bible says that the same spirit that lived in him now lives in me and in you that are born again believers in him. Then Jesus took, takes a towel and began to wipe the disciples feet, not with the garment that he took off, but with the towel he put on. He began to clean them up with his flesh, not with his glory, because the wages of sin is death. The spirit that God is cannot die. It was a body that was needed that could die to pay the price for sin. A spirit doesn't bleed, but without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So they needed a body that could bleed. And Jesus said, do you know what I have done for you? With the towel, he also took a basin of water, symbolizing the word of God. So he wiped the feet with his body and he washed them with the word. Ephesians 5, 26 says, so that he might sanctify the church, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word of God. Think about it. Jesus on the cross the seed who was dead was pierced and blood and water came out. He came to Peter and Peter said, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Now, I don't believe he realized what he was prophesying when he said that because your feet represent walking with God, your hands for service to God and your head or mind has to be stayed on him. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes, the same ones he took off and returned to his place. 
It doesn't say that he took the towel off, but that he put his garment back on. But it stands to reason that the towel being his body and his clothing being his deity, when Jesus resurrected was in the garden by the tomb, when he came out of that tomb, his brightness was so brilliant that the soldiers fell as dead. And when Martha saw him, she recognized him as Jesus after he called her name. He's the son of man and the son of God. See, Martha thought he was the gardener until he called her by name. Then she recognized that it was her savior. Jesus is still asking that same question today. Do you understand what I have done for you? For all that Jesus did for you on Calvary, my prayer is that you always look and see what he has done for you and recognize him when he calls your name. I thank you for spending time with me this afternoon. Have a wonderful day.